0: up everybody. Let's spin some yarn. This one's going to be fun. Um, so I still monitor the, I, I'm not very active in it, but I still monitor the uh, ask the chief Facebook group. And uh, I saw something pretty interesting the other day. And this is something I've been thinking a lot about for a long time. I've talked about it some of the podcasts, but the uh, kind of the idea that the, <laughs> the chief's mess isn't what we portray it to be. Uh, not that what we portray it to be is all bad and I'll get into that, but, um, that it's, it's much like I've talked about how initial accession sailors when they're in the training pipeline are taught about a Navy that doesn't exist. And so there's this letdown that happens after like boot camp and a school and whatever other training happens on their way to the fleet. But like, you're taught about a fleet that's not real. Where, like, no one's saying, good morning, Petty Officer, and good afternoon, Petty Officer, and buy your leave, and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's, and marching everywhere they go. It's like, it's not happening. Um, physical fitness doesn't even happen. <laughs> and so, it's like, um, it's, as chiefs, we teach jun- junior sailors on their way up, and especially, like, these board-eligible first classes about a cheese mess that's not real and not that we don't want it to be or that it wouldn't be really cool if it was but that uh it's just not we have this kind of ideology that we've baked into the cake there's your cook reference for the day you're welcome uh and we don't live it at least not collectively as an organization like there i'm sure there are super chiefs out there just crushing it there are amazing people wearing anchors to work like Jay bell is one of my favorite examples chief bob christina dirienzo like all my homies (laughs) like uh jeff bayless is retired still killing the game like uh Jason Thompson, Chief Nick, all the all the people that I drag on this podcast and um, are really passionate about leadership development and education, uh, and taking care of their sailors and just doing the right thing. Um, and there are a ton that I don't even know that are just quietly killing it. However, unfortunately, what we see happen a lot of the times, and what's illustrated to our junior sailors, which is the real crime here is uh this like (laughs) you see a very human organization showing its worst side at the worst possible time and so the reason i'm not active in the ask the chief group isn't because it couldn't be great um i just i've never thought facebook was the correct forum for a that type of a a, a conversation and i don't know why it isn't because when you get on reddit and and you could make the argument to even with reddit that there's like there's some toxic people there for sure like there's some some just angry bitter people that uh aren't really interested in uh having a real conversation they just want to troll you and move on with life and that's fine um It is what it is like i'm not i don't get emotional about it um some people do but i just am at a point in life where i've got really thick skin uh for for that type of stuff so the uh but there's a lot of really really great conversation that happens and i think there's a lot of value to the anonymity and um just the forum is curated in a way that you're able to have pretty open conversations and it kind of self corrects when stuff kind of gets wild. Um, Facebook groups never seem to do that and I don't know why and not God bless the mods on acid chief. They're trying, but it's, it grew really, really quickly. I think it's over 18,000 people now and it's, it's so hard to like kind of keep everybody colouring inside the lines in that large of a group. Um, like who has time to curate every single post that gets put in there that then subsequently has 300 plus comments. Like nobody has time to do that. Um, for whatever reason in Reddit, like, and they get the upvote downvote thing, which I think is, is great. They need a dislike button on Facebook, but it just doesn't ever pan out well. And what happened recently, um, that I thought was really telling was, A young man posted, um, a, it was kind of like a, these are the three chiefs I've seen while I'm in the Navy. And, and it was, uh, there was like a humble one and then like one that attacks you and insults you. And, uh, one that, um, I forget what the other one was. I'll see if I can find it really quick, but it was just, um, it was kind of his his sharing his story uh, about his experience with Chiefs over the amount of time he's been in the Navy. And he's a second class. Um, and he was just thanking the humble ones and uh, kind of saying it's unfortunate that there's not more that kind of fall in line with what he thinks or what he needs from a Chief, I guess, is probably a better way of saying it. And... Um, then in the comments (laughs) i'm sure you can imagine in an ask the chief group so there's a ton of chiefs in this group um it got real (laughs) like people a whole bunch of back and forth there was a lot of support for the kid and what he said not just from chiefs but also from junior enlisted but there was some saltiness too uh here we go so uh he said the insult chief he is and he the, i'm i'm assuming he, all his experience was with ma- pretty much male chiefs just because that's what he kept saying he over and over again uh, but he said he is the one who insults and take talks down to his people the people he's supposed to help and encourage and then the self-image chief this one's good <laughs> the one who only cares how his people are doing so it can make him look good so like in the evil bullet guy and then he talks about the humble chief, the one who uh, will help you be better, throw on a pair of coveralls, work alongside uh, the guys occasionally to teach them, not insult them. Uh, this one has my respect, and I've been fortunate to work with a couple. And he says, Sadly, I've seen more of the first two than the latter. Only a couple I've never forgotten to the ones that were those humble chiefs. I hope you're Mass Chiefs by now or retired. For those that care more about yourself, Um, than your people I wish the best to you anyways because I am not going to hate just hope you decide to think more about those around you and then he goes on to say how he probably won't ever make chief but um, he just wanted to put this out there for whatever reason Um, and that he didn't you know I don't care if they just dismiss it as trash I just want uh, to, to tell you so that you could reflect on it basically so he was just putting it out there and like you know, I don't I don't have any problem with him feeling like that like feeling like saying that, feeling like putting it out there, uh, thinking that it might add value and hopefully could because a junior sailor going into a group called Ask the Chief and criticizing chiefs takes courage. Um, you gotta know going in. You're the the probably isn't gonna go well like oh it should hopefully it will but honestly like if we're being realistic here uh you know especially and for whatever reason again like i'm probably not best equipped to understand why but for some reason facebook just brings out a lot of negativity and just creates a toxic environment a lot of times in groups and threads and whatever so um so this kid got lit on fire a little bit in the comments. And then there was like a subsequent post where he was just saying like, thanks for the people that actually added value. Blah, blah. And then it kind of turned it and then the mods are jumping in. And then it's like, and then there was another post from, from another kid recently that just said like, I've only been in this group for two days and like, I'm pretty disgusted with what I'm seeing. Uh, and like just saying that, you should like if somebody comes to a group called ask the chief asks the question and then people start getting upset uh with the fact that you did you look in the book and like just start trolling you for not knowing the answer or like um tell like telling you that there was one part of this whole thread in the comments where it was like somebody was like uh correcting the guy that posted it for not capitalizing sailor and stuff like just stupid petty things that it's just like who cares like yeah sure capitalize sailor whatever like i i do it but like i'm it's not that that's not the forum like that's not what he came there to talk about that's not the the conversation he was trying to start like who cares like i get it but also not the time so what it illustrated to me was just like and i've been in rooms or at commands with, with chiefs where this has, has illustrated itself as well. And it's not always, um, but I think it's more often than not as we find ourselves in this place where we have this like ideology. We have this this creed and this mission, vision, guiding principles and just this story that we continue to tell about who we are and what we do and then in action in everyday application what the sailors are presented with is not that and that's a gigantic problem we like you can't say one thing and do another and and then expect to have any credibility you can't expect anyone to trust you if you consistently say you're going to do a thing and then you don't do it And when we do that, sailors see it and it's just held against us. And that's what you're seeing in this group. It's a it's a pretty great case study for some of the reasons why uh, chiefs have issues getting sailors to trust them. Um, It's you, you created a forum for sailors to come to you and ask for help. So we're soliciting that. That need, like we're saying, hey, bring us your problems and we're here to help. What is happening in practical application is we're telling them to bring us their problems and then we're criticizing them for doing so and the manner in which they do so. And why didn't you go through this flow chart of all the other corrective measures you could have taken and resources you could have utilized and people you could have asked before you bothered me with your problems that I solicited? that's insane that should bother a lot of people a lot of chiefs um it doesn't make sense it doesn't compute and i think it's it's a metaphor for how junior sailors view chiefs all over the fleet like if you wonder why they don't trust us or don't bring us their problems like we wish they would Uh, go scroll through that group and read the comments on some of these threads and you'll rapidly understand why. It's it's really warped. Like our, our concept of who we are and what we do is really warped. Where we think that we're one thing. And we're, we're not living that as an organization on a daily basis. And that's a giant, giant problem. Um, during the chief season, we spent a lot of time telling sailors what a, what chiefs are, right? And it's confusing to a lot of them because they haven't not been paying attention this entire time. So they have their own idea of what a chief is based on their experience interacting with them as a junior. Right. And then, and we say, well, you don't understand because you haven't stepped through the looking glass. And, and that's partially true. There's a lot of things that you don't understand about how, chiefs do their job and how like the stresses that are on them and the all the forces that are acting on them where it's like you think sometimes your chief is doing something stupid when in reality he just came out he or she just came out of a meeting where they like at the top of their lungs were advocating not to do this thing. But then when the command leadership makes a decision, they have to walk out of there and support the command leadership's decision as if it were their own and so it's like maybe your chief's not a moron maybe (laughs) they just had to come out of there and support the command because that's part of what we do that's the typical kind of story you hear about um about why sometimes that happens and it's it's not untrue i've had to do it but what's also happening is we're not living up to the story we're telling about who we are and what we do. We're not living up to the mission, vision, guiding principles. Um, we're not living up to the good content in the creed. And I say that because if you haven't listened to my old, older stuff, like there's stuff in the creed that I'm not a big fan of either that I kind of think it needs to be rewritten. Um, but the, the really frustrating part is seeing stuff like this, like, because there's eight, thousand people in this group which mean let's just say it's 50 50 juniors and and e7 and above that means there's nine thousand sailors in that group that came to the mess wanting help like really genuinely thinking this could be really productive and that they they want our help and the illustration that I get and that apparently, a bunch of other people are getting by virtue of the posts that I mentioned earlier. It's like, they're not getting it. And, and again, this isn't like an attack on just this Facebook group. I'm using that as an example. This is, this is like a indictment of (laughs) the way that we're doing our jobs as an organization. And it's an organization I'm part of. Like I, I own this. I'm not saying that like I'm somehow exempt or I'm an outsider. Like i'm a master chief now like i'm at the top of the heap as far as like the people that are responsible for for affecting change and making sure that this is operating the way that it's supposed to um what confuses me about it is i guess it by virtue of it being comprised of sailors all of whom were where you now are or where these sailors that are that are talking about this in the group uh, now are like how easily we forget you know what I mean like and one of the because one of the primary drivers for me doing my job the way that I do it and even when I was doing it poorly because I didn't quite understand leadership and how it worked yet I was doing it the way I was doing it because I, I wanted to be the leader that I didn't have when I was junior and uh, in, in the positions that my sailors that I was leading are now are in when I was that leader. Right. So like, I'm always looking at it like, well, now I'm in a position of greater authority and I can exert even more influence over this to make sure that they have everything they need and are, are taken care of and prepared to confront all the challenges that they're going to confront and that they're never left wanting like I was. And so I, that's always been like my prime directive is be the leader that I wished I'd had. And so I, what confuses me is why everybody doesn't approach it that way. Cause it seems so logical to me. Is, is i watched this happen and i was extremely frustrated by it and you can filter this through the prism of well, all the good people get out of the navy blah 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 like yeah okay sure like got it we, we lose a lot of bright high functioning sailors to attrition because of poor leadership you're not wrong that's proven via like <laughs> all the exits are like the primary reason for retention and for attrition is leadership so good leadership bad leadership right um there are still a lot of great people that stay in the Navy. And then the unfortunate piece of it is that we find ourselves struggling against the the lack of leadership development and education that puts us in a position where a sailor that comes up the way that they come up... Um, frustrated by leadership and feeling like they never had good leadership and stuff like that when they find themselves in that position they don't have the tools to accomplish becoming the leader that they wish they'd had it kind of it's it's seems counterintuitive like it seems like i'm contradicting myself a little bit here but it's like i don't think that a lot of them go into it not wanting to be that leader but what they find is an organization that pressures you to conform to norms that don't work. And in absence of being equipped with the tools and having just the, the backbone and experience and everything else to, to kind of resist that conforming to, to principles that don't work. It's, it's really difficult to, accomplish that you can't become that leader uh if you're not equipped to do so and this just the stress and pressure that comes along with like all of a sudden finding yourself wearing acres to work and you're just like uh-oh like this is real now like i've been thinking about this and talking about this since i was a junior sailor about how when i'm in this position i'm going to do such a better job and these people are idiots it's like when you actually find yourself in that position it's a whole new world Um, And and a lot of times you, you all like, I had that desire the entire time from being a first class LPO to now, but I can tell you from first class LPO to about a year and a half into my first chiefs tour, I was not doing a good job. I was, I, I wanted to do a good job. It was just, I wasn't equipped yet. Like I had a whole bunch of lessons to learn and I took a lot of lumps. I've told a lot of those stories on the podcast um, a lot of what I think the problem is and like I, I just always loop back to it is leadership development and education like sailors are not equipped to do that what we need them to do when they find themselves in a, like increasing levels of re- responsibility and in roles of leadership like they just don't have the the skills and experience required to do that and there's this gigantic pressure to conform to organizational norms and those norms are are not good and they're not the norms that like I say that and you probably think like mission vision guiding principles like no no those are amazing but what's there's not there's like a subset like there's like actual norms and then there's the ones that we say we do like there are there and and there's variance Throughout different messes and commands and whatever, based on culture and the leadership that happens to be there and whatever. But there's also just this weirdness about like certain things that chiefs do that, and we're just saying, well, it's like that's what we do, and it's like, yeah, but why? Like, why do we do that? Why is fundraising so important? Why is like the the we got to get a new coin made every year so important? Why is uh like cpoa stuff and i'm trying to think of some other like there's just stuff that kind of happens that it's like okay so we're focused on this but we're not focused on uh heritage we're not focused on leadership development education we're not focused on like the things that matter to sailors even just qualifications and training like some commands are too focused on that but like there's plenty that aren't like I've I got an email recently about uh, a command that's not. They're focused on like, other uniform regs and something I forget what the other thing was, but not on, like, training and qualifications. Um. Yeah, I. This one was interesting because, like, we've talked about it some before, but it was. F- Funny, not funny, funny is the wrong word. It was, it was, I, I don't know, it was, it was kind of satisfying to see, like, it was validating, I guess, probably a better word, of, of my suspicions and some of the conversations I've had to see a bunch of junior sailors vocalizing that, hey, what in the hell is going on here? Like, you said this existed to help us. And then when we come for help, we get face punched and it's just (laughs) like, what is happening? And I feel like a lot of the stories I've heard throughout the almost seven years I've been doing this podcast. A lot of the times I'm like, I have a hard time believing them because they seem so ridiculous. But then I see stuff like this and I'm just like, I, okay. Like even if it's 10% true, because I can tell you like, i've never been sitting in a mess and had like a sailor walk in and ask for help and and had them not receive that help even if it it was delayed slightly like even if the chief is on fire about something else and sailor comes in and he's like he's like yeah give me give me 20 minutes i just i have to finish this work package thing or whatever i don't know like or they have a sailor there with some other crisis you know or like Uh, cobs lighting them on fire about some eval that's due or whatever like watch standing issues stuff comes up but i've never seen them not get the help and a lot of times what happens is if that chief is so overwhelmed with whatever is going on it's like hey what do you need okay i'll help you come on like let's go figure this out so if i was sitting there and a sailor walked in and asked a question and started getting ridiculed i'd tell them to step outside i the right after the door clicked shut I would start annihilating everyone in that room that had anything to do with it and I think there's a lot of chiefs out there that would have that reaction so I I was there for a while I was thinking to myself like how is this real like some of the stories I'd see on Reddit or the emails I would get or whatever I'm just like it was like if it seemed far fetched or like too crazy to be true and then not only just by virtue of like the volume of stories I got like that, that were so similar, um, but also stuff like this, where I, now I'm seeing these real life illustrations. I mean, sort of, it's Facebook, but like I'm seeing an, an illustration happen on social media of exactly what these sailors have been saying this whole time. It's like these people that are supposed to exist just to help them and lead them and educate them are. Not are ridiculing them when they ask for help, are are basically telling them they're failing because they needed to ask a question or needed to reach out for help, and it hurts my heart and melts my brain. Um, We got to do better. It's just not acceptable for a sailor to come to the chiefs mess for help and not receive it. And it's fine for that help to happen and then woven into that mentoring session is and when this problem comes up again in the future, here's where you can go. Here's some resources. Here's the reference. Here's the app or the website or whatever. Here's the person you can go talk to that's a subject matter expert. Bring them to that person. Show them where they are. Introduce them. Create that connection or create a, a, some kind of link to that resource. But to just tell them they're a moron because they didn't go to my navy hr and then go to references and then look up this opnav instruction that n- they've never heard of and why are they sus- why didn't they just look up and look it in the book it's like because we created a group that said come ask the chief that's why genius like if you're not here to to do that like if you're not sitting in a mess to do that reconsider your life choices There's plenty of fast food places hiring. Like if you're not actively trying to live up to the mission, vision and guiding principles, which, oh, by the way, are also the criteria with which you're evaluated. Go read a chief eval. You're doing it wrong. And I'm happy to like sit down and help someone understand that and have that type of mentoring session because even when chiefs come and ask the chief, I'll never turn them away. I don't care how ridiculous the question is. Like I've literally, after being a chief for almost a year, I've had chiefs ask me, hey, can you sit down with me and do training on the content of a chief eval? Because no one ever did that. And I'm looking at it and I don't quite understand it because I'm so used to looking at an E1 through E6 eval. Do you think I made fun of a chief for not knowing what's on a chief eval or what how it's different or how they sh- what are the things they should be doing to try to perform up to that standard? Like no are you out of your mind? Think about the leadership opportunity that happens when they ask you for that type of help. Like, okay, so now I get to do training on chief evals, how to write chief evals. I get to direct them to the precepts and convening letter and the the enlisted community or enlisted career paths or ladders, whatever you want to call them, and all the things that are on them and the considerations for advancement and how that all works. And now I get to talk to them about what I can related to selection boards and how they work and how we evaluate them for promotion, because I've literally done it. It's like, There's so much opportunity there. They came to me for that training and mentorship and for me to turn them away because they didn't go read the eval manual. Are you serious? Like you should get excited when a sailor comes to you and asks you for that kind of help, because number one, it like it just makes me feel good. Like it makes me feel like they trust me. They value the things I have to say and i get a lot of job satisfaction out of helping just people if but sailors right like cuz that's what we do i get hyped when sailors come to me for that kind of help so why would you ever turn them away as if they shouldn't already know better if cuz like let's let's program a little ownership into this if they don't know better whose fault is that chief or just leader (laughs) whose fault is that teach them show them the way like if they're coming to you with that type of a question that's your opportunity to lead that's all that is and it's your responsibility it it is because if they don't know that then we collectively as a mess have not done our job and that's your opportunity to fix that and you should do so um i get i i get frustrated and kind of fired up by the stuff because it just hurts my heart when i see junior sailors who relay negative experiences with chiefs because it it, it transfers over man it like it makes it because i got asked this and i've mentioned it before i was doing a training this was a hot minute ago um i was doing a training with a large group of first classes it was back when it was uh like cpo 365 phase one kind of thing And I got invited from a buddy to help, uh, like help him facilitate a topic. And uh, there's probably like 50 first classes and chiefs there. And uh, I got asked by a first class, what do I do when, like, so chief misconduct happens, whether it's in the command or it's on the cover of the Navy Times. And then you go to work the next day and you have to deal with your sailors kind of sneering and side-eyeing you because either like a chief in your own mess got a DUI or did something crazy over the weekend or on the cover of the Navy Times, we got something crazy happening where some CMC got fired or or whatever. Some chief misconduct of some kind happened. And uh, it's kind of like, it's just you... You carry it like you just, and I, I just looked at him and I'm like I just bear that weight because I can, because it's not just me as an individual; it's the entire collective organization. It's like if I don't take responsibility for what s- that chief did, I'm pretending that I'm somehow better than, or superior to, or separate from, or whatever and it it completely devalues the organization and all the other chiefs and if you look at it like like so let's say some master chief gets fired tomorrow for doing something wild i am also a master chief now i can't shirk the responsibility because it wasn't me they the sailors are intelligent enough to differentiate the individuals But I'm part of this organization and I'm also a master chief and I'm also a human being that's fallible. So they wonder, like, are you that guy or are you this other guy? And for me, it's like I spend so much time investing in sailor trust, just creating an environment where they trust me, where they know who I am, where they can, they know they can come to me with anything, that they can tell me anything, and that no matter what happens, I will always have their best interests at heart. When something like that happens, they know me. So there's no conversation that needs to be had about the individual, but there is a conversation that needs to be had about the organization. And it's like, look, it's an organization of human beings, people make mistakes. And you can look at that from a lot of different angles. You can look at that from this, like, who knows what was going on in that that human being's life that led to them making all these wild decisions that ended up on the cover of the Navy Times or whatever. Or maybe a human being made a mistake and the wrong person got promoted. (laughs) Or maybe a human being made a mistake and, like, we need to look at adjusting our moral compass as an organization and our standards and and policies and norms right like i mentioned earlier so there's a lot of stuff that's kind of built into that that you you just need to be willing to have that discussion because like when sailors ask um about like what chiefs are doing and why there are very few things that we can't air out like that we can't just explain and say like hey like this is why this happened this is why it happened this way or or this is how this happens and this is why it does it actually does make sense um or this doesn't make sense and we need to be better and and it's okay to have those conversations um there again there's always going to be something that that needs to stay privileged and i mean it's case by case obviously and we can discuss that if anybody has questions about it but just i would just say like it's like when that happens just carry the weight i i hate and and this is what's hilarious to me is is uh a first class i believe i want to say it was dan but i'm not 100 percent sure i'm sure he'll correct me <laughs> if it if it is or isn't but uh I said like it, we were talking somehow we got on the topic and I think it was because I said it, but it's something we got on the topic of chiefs um, that behave a certain kind of way and how like it came up and it might have been because I said it or because he just mentioned that he hated when people said it. I can't remember, but um, how when a chief will say, well, that's not a chief, that's an E7 or an E8 or whatever um, and kind of just shed all responsibility for the the behavior of that person because it's negative so you're trying to like disassociate the negative piece from the chief's mess as a whole and it's just a way of saying that that person's not behaving the way that a chief should which is true but there's still a chief and there's a whole mess of sailors that interact with that chief uh that interacted with before the misconduct happened and then will interact With after the misconduct happens and everybody knows the misconduct happens and they get put in charge of something anyway because they, you know, the accountability happens or whatever. And maybe they saw saw the light and started working towards being a better sailor or maybe they're just angry and bitter and jaded and it's even worse now. But that sailor, whether you think they're an E-7 or a chief, still wears anchors to work. So every junior sailor and other person that they interact with thinks they're a chief because they are. And you got to own that, whether you like it or not. And you've got to talk about it and explain it and help everybody understand that members of a human organization are going to do stupid things sometimes, just like junior sailors do, except for we've created this ideology. We've created this image that that we continue to perpetuate where we're saying that we're all these things. And it seems like based on just organizational norms that I've seen that we're a largely unwilling to admit that we're human beings and that we we make mistakes like I, we face plant. And it's OK to say that out loud. I am not infallible. I'm not better than anyone else. And I'm going to I'm going to eat it sometimes. I'm going to faceplant, But as my buddy Dustin says, faceplanting is still forward progress. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to learn from that. Uh, and keep it moving and I'm willing to talk about it and that's one of the beautiful things about like people like Christina that were willing to have that conversation um, where she I mean whether you want to call it a mistake or not like she's still owning it and uh, like it doesn't f- necessarily feel that it was a mistake but understands why it got the reaction that it did and talk about like the TikTok thing but like so one She did a thing. It was completely innocent where it was coming from and just didn't quite understand that it would get this reaction because of whatever. And then it did. And then she dealt with it. And she took complete ownership of it. And she learned so much from it. And she is by far and away a way better chief and human being because of it. And like what I thought was really interesting about this case is like, she was kind of a dope chief the whole time. you like, we just didn't know. Like if you go back in time and look at all the other things that she did on TikTok, it's like, she was just being, a, a, a going far above and beyond just using that as a platform to do kind of what I do and kind of what some of these other people do via uh, other platforms. Right. Um, so that's what, that's what I think is really interesting is that, like there are people like her out there that like have done it and have learned a ton from it and you get to see it and you get to like, I mean, go back and listen to the episode. Like we talked about it at length and it's really important to have that conversation. And for all these junior sailors to understand that chiefs are fallible. Chiefs are human beings. We're just people trying to lead the best that we can, trying to do everything we can to take care of you. And sometimes I'm going to eat it. Sometimes I'm going to face plan. but, I'm going to get up. I'm going to take complete ownership of it. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to keep it moving. Um, that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, I hope that wasn't too rambly. Uh, it felt decent. But when I get into when I get past 30 minutes on these spin the yarn, sometimes I think I'm going too far. But uh, if you need anything from us, as always, hit us up. Don't give up to ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't come up to ship podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram or Reddit uh, at DGS podcast. Or just... D guest podcast for the sub and the user. I know there's the little R and U uh things on Reddit. Um always available there. Uh to have any discussion that anyone wants. We're also doing I put it up on social media. Gonna be doing a live QA uh on August fifteenth. It's a Sunday, fifteen hundred Pacific Standard Time. Uh, or use the world clock on your phone to figure out what time it would be where you are. But uh, I'll be doing a live Q&A on Discord. It'll be via the voice server thing, so it won't just be typing. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty psyched for that. I got invited to the Discord thing and have been kind of in there a little bit chatting and, and such. Um, but the, just using that as a mechanism for a live Q&A should be fun. If there's a way to record it, I will, and then just put it on the podcast. But um, I, I don't know if that's really it. I'm going to work on that uh, here soon. I'm going to record a podcast with some other folks and, uh, use discord and see how that all works out. But, um, and then that's really it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, still feel like a fake mass chief, when I'm working on that. <laughs> it just feels so weird. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on here. Uh, and that's it. I got some exciting announcements coming up, but I'm still not quite there yet. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. It's almost done. I keep saying it and then I haven't quite finished it. So I don't want to like announce it and then no one can find it. So uh, pretty dang close, Um, but I'll let that go here soon. So that everybody knows about that. I think you, I think you all will be pumped and then I'll be soliciting your input on making it better. So uh, that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.